0: you need to reset your financial thermostat. So your financial thermostat is the amount of money that you feel comfortable holding and receiving. Mm -hmm. It's what your subconscious believes that you are worthy of. It's what you feel comfortable with. And so like the perfect example is like when lottery winners win the lottery and then a year later they have none of it. What happens is that their financial thermostat is set to a certain amount. So even when they make a ton, it has to come back. Because if they don't change their financial thermostat, it always comes back to what your comfort zone is Hello, angels, and welcome to another episode of the Money, Mindset, Manifestation podcast. I'm so excited for this episode today. So on this episode, I was interviewed by the beautiful Stephanie from the Manifesting Magic podcast. Steph is one of my clients inside of Freedom Club, and I love her to freaking bits. This episode was so much fun, and I was so proud of her because it was her first podcast interview, and it was so good she freaking smashed it and we had so much fun we talked about money manifesting like all the juicy things that we love to talk about and so I'm putting on the podcast today I definitely recommend that you guys check out Steph's podcast the manifesting magic podcast it is so juicy so good I'm gonna leave all the details below and I really hope you guys love this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it I just love her so much and I hope you guys love the episode all right let's get into it
1: Hi, Marlene. Hey, Welcome to Manifesting Magic Podcast. How are you today? I'm so happy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I want to like let everyone know who you are. You're my coach and my mentor and the reason that I've even created this podcast to begin with. You're currently in South Africa and you're the CEO, founder of Freedom Club. And I would love to hear how you started that, your journey to getting to South Africa and being your seven-figure entrepreneur? Oh my God. Okay. So I would say my
0: journey really started when I was living in very cold Canada. (laughs) And I just had this very... It really started in the beginning of this deep desire to have time, location, financial freedom. I hate winter (laughs) i hate being cold i'm literally a plant and i thrive in sunshine and in near water and near the ocean and so when i was in school i just would be like literally on pinterest like looking at photos of bali and just wishing i could live abroad and this was in 2017 ish 2018 and so digital nomadism like wasn't really a thing, but I saw people on Instagram like working from their laptop and I'm like, OK, this is the dream. Like if I imagine if I could like live somewhere and work from my laptop, like that would be the coolest thing ever. And so when I graduated university, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur because both of my parents were entrepreneurs. And I was like, hell no, I want benefit. I want this salary. I want to be able to have a consistent income paycheck like no to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But what had happened is that when I went home for the summers, I wanted to get experience to put on my resume to get a corporate job. So I started just like helping people with their social media and designing websites. And for the first time in my entire life, I like started loving what I was doing because I didn't really like School, it just was like never really into mm-hmm. it. But doing these like websites and branding and design and like being my own boss like fulfilled me so much. And so I started to realize like when I graduate from university, I'm like right. So either I can take this corporate job where I'm gonna live in London, Ontario, Canada freeze my ass off, be miserable like nine months of the year and make $50,000 a year. Or I could take a big leap of faith, which I was scared shitless and really attempt to go full time. With this like business, I've started to cultivate, and it wasn't making much money at all. Like I remember one time I was at work because I always, I did, it was not my full time thing. I did it on the side and always served, like I was a waitress. And one of my clients that I worked with, like, came to my restaurant and gave me like five hundred dollars cash for a website. Might have well been like five million dollars. Like, I'm like Who-? I. Nothing ever and earning money for my own work was just it. I don't know. It just hits different. And so I ended up skipping. uh, By the way, I'm like skipping over all the highs and lows here. But Mm -hmm. I decided to go full time with my own business, and it took me about a year of you know serving in the nights and then work hustling all day on this business. But after a year, I quit the serving jobs and I moved to Australia and I got a one-way flight to Australia I left Canada and I was like see ya and at the time my business wasn't making as much in terms of like I was like okay I'm, I'm gonna scrape by here but like it came to the point where I had to let go of the other jobs for me to have this time and space for my business to flourish. And Mm -hmm. so I left and honestly, I've never looked back. But that's a lot of like, you know, highlight reels. But really of what has gotten to me to where I am today, what I say is much more the mindset component and cultivating a growth mindset around you know becoming an entrepreneur because as you know it's a very spiritual experience to say the least absolutely any area of your life that you doubt or maybe are fearful of entrepreneurship will put a mirror to your face on and so Mm -hmm. when i in 2019 You know, I started getting into personal development, listening to podcasts, all the things. And I started to notice that I was learning all this stuff like meditation, gratitude, journaling, and I started to study successful people. And I noticed that all of them pretty much had like the same rituals, the same routine that I started to implement them. Mm -hmm. And I noticed the more that I worked on my mindset and the more that I focused on, you know, healing and rewiring, the more successful my business did. And so in addition, you know, the the really the crux of my story was when my dad um passed away in 2019 and my dad committed suicide. And that was a moment for me where, you know, everything before that was happy go lucky, you know, like, oh, meditate here and there, do a little bit of this, do a lot. Nothing really like. I didn't have as much of a purpose as I did after that moment. Because when that happened to me, I made it my mission that, A, I never want to do that to anyone. And I never want anyone I know or anyone to feel like that is their only option. And so I got so deep into like healing and um, and subconscious reprogramming and inner child healing, and I went into therapy for the first time, and I did Reiki, and I really set on this journey of like healing and again, after I mean I will never stop grieving from that experience, but over time, when I started to come out from basically like drowning. I could see that we are in control and we are capable of healing ourselves. And there is so many other options. And when I started to really do the deeper work, not only did I feel different, but I also would see that it would have an impact on my business. And Mm -hmm. I would say like quickly, I started to make the connection between like inner child healing, subconscious reprogramming and money. And so I I, like, as you know me, I'm obsessed with all this stuff. So I started applying everything that I was learning to my money mindset. And so my business got to a point, you know, after like two years where I was making more a month in that business, than that corporate job salary offered me for an entire year. Wow. And people started asking me, they're like, Marley, how are you living in Australia? You know, how are you living in Bali? How are you traveling the world earning this money? And a lot of people had known what had happened to me. So they're like, I just don't understand how you, how this happened. Yeah. And so it became very evident to me that like my purpose was not designing websites and logos. It was to help show people the connection between Yes, creating a life of time, location, financial freedom, because I want this for everyone. And I believe that we all have a purpose that we are all here to share with others. Like 100%, I see it. And I see it in you. I see it in all my clients. And it's like giving them the tools to get there, but also helping them understand that success is 90% mindset and 10% strategy. And if you don't have the mindset that is congruent with what you desire that's why it's not coming it's not because you're lazy it's not because you don't know what you're doing it's not because there's anything wrong with you it's literally that's just that you've been programmed to fail and so when we can help rewire those and rewire the beliefs and you can actually create a connection between your desires and your belief system that's when everything changes. So I've done it in my life. I've seen my clients' lives of really creating a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I feel like I'm literally just getting started. Mm -hmm. But like you said, like now I live in South Africa, I've manifested, you know, multiple six figure months and and Mm a seven figure business. And it's like, and I'm not anything special. Like it's not because I was, I grew up and was like, got lucky. And no, like, it's, it's really comes from like healing. And I, and I really just want to share, like, if I can do this, I come from a very small town, I come, I literally come from the middle of nowhere. I was not no one helped me get here. I didn't have rich parents. Like, I actually grew up in very scarcity around money. So if I can do it, so can you and this is like, what I'm here to share is like, I feel like now I get to teach people the easy way of how to get there. So mm-hmm. they don't have to take so long trying to figure it out on their own. And really, get to the life that they desire faster, sooner, and quicker because we deserve it. We deserve to be happy. Life deserves to be this good. This is not actually life is meant to be this good. And I think Mm -hmm. we get told otherwise that, oh, you have to struggle and making money has to be hard. It's like all these old paradigms. But like, I want to be here to be like, actually, it gets to be fucking good. And it gets to be like, you get to wake up and cry because you're so happy and that's normal. And by no means am I ever sharing or want to state that my life is like, it's far from it. And Mm -hmm. you know, things happen all the time, but when you can create the mindset of like, life is happening for me and not to me, it's again, I think like, obviously I teach freedom, but like Have being free of anxiety and depression and low self esteem. Like, that's freedom to me.
1: How did you get to the point where you had this unshakable faith in yourself? I feel like a lot of people starting out, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't, they're like, they kind of believe in themselves in some aspects of their life, but other ways, like they're so scared. Like I just get this energy that you have like this unshakable, unwavering belief in yourself that you can do whatever you set your mind to. And like, how did you program that? And I also wanted to say thank you so much for sharing your story and especially about your dad. I've heard it before and I'm truly like my deepest condolences. And you've honestly just came out on top. So it's your story is phenomenal. I love hearing it. I've listened to every single podcast interview you've ever done. And I always I love hearing it so much. But how did you develop this faith in yourself when it sounds like you came from a place, you know, going through college and not sure it was right for you not wanting to work a corporate job? Like, how did you know that this was something that was achievable?
0: That's such a good question, Steph. And thank you so much for saying that. It was something that was developed over time by taking small actions and trusting my intuition. So when I started getting into personal development space, I had no connection to my intuition. Like I didn't even know, she wasn't even awake. <laughs> like she was buried deep. And so when I started learning about intuition and trusting your gut and following your like following your own intuition, right? It wouldn't be like I, you know, it would be small things at first. Like for example, I'd get called to like, you know, reach out to a certain person or check in here or take a certain class or read a certain book or whatever it may be. And I would notice that these would be like little breadcrumbs that would lead to bigger things. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that those small actions made me develop. A, a, it started to build trust in myself of, oh, I have this Which And I'm not saying I, we all have an innate knowing. We all have an intuition. The thing is we get programmed out of it because we get told what to do, where to go to school, what to eat, what time to eat. But then when you start to call back that power and then you start to follow it, you realize that that is your your golden path to like your higher self. And so when I started to make small moves, it made me have more trust in myself to make bigger moves. Mm -hmm. So for example, like choosing not to take corporate and starting my own business was so scary, but I trusted in my intuition, like my intuition knew. And then, and then, you know, maybe six months later, look back and be like, holy shit, that was such a good decision. And then, and then that gives me more confidence to, again, like, I didn't even include this in my story, but I, me leaving my first business and starting my second business, like, that was terrifying. But my intuition knew. And I think for all of us, our intuition knows it's just scary as shit. <laughs> We all know to leave the relationship. We all know to leave the business, start the business or leave the nine to five. Mm -hmm. We all know there's something greater, but we're so fearful. Like it's so scary. So I'm not saying take the big leap of faith because I didn't. It took me a really long time, probably longer than it should have to even leave my first, like start my first business. But once like now, because I've had so much experience in making really scary decisions, but following my intuition always in it, always working out you start to understand that like for example when you first learn to walk and you keep falling could you imagine just give up on walking like Mm -hmm. no it's like once you start to walk and then you learn how to walk and then you feel comfortable with walking, then you start running and then you start, you know, surfing and then you start playing tennis. It's like once you have the foundation, it is easier to make scary decisions and trust yourself because hindsight twenty twenty. 20-20. Like, oh, in hindsight, when I followed my intuition there, it worked out. And in hindsight, I didn't follow my intuition there and it didn't work out. So it's like, I think for anyone listening to build the unwavering faith is start following your intuition and trusting it And some things may feel too scary. Like if your intuition is like leave the relationship and you don't feel ready, I'm not forcing you to do something. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying maybe your intuition tells you, oh, let's take a spin class today. Or maybe your intuition is like, oh, I'm going to pick up this book today. Or maybe your intuition is like actually eating this thing doesn't feel good for me or hanging out with this person doesn't feel good for me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, applying for this job does feel good. It's like your intuition is talking to you all the time. It's oh like, it's just up to you if you're listening. And and that really is like, I feel like once you're tapped into your intuition, it's it's the golden pathway to everything that you desire to your higher highest self. So and I and I I fully believe that. And so following it doesn't feel as scary anymore because every single time I make a really scary decision, it always comes out with the Biggest reward.
1: Yeah. I love that. I feel like with me, I was good. I was gonna ask the question, you know, what do you do if you feel like your intuition is quiet? But you kind of just answered it for me because. I was thinking of intuition as these big life moment things when you just said, you know, is eating the food making me feel good? Is going to the spin class going to make me feel good? Like these little inklings that we get throughout the day on, you know, what we should do, what we should eat, who we should be hanging around with. And it starts off with like those small little things that then lead up to the confidence to go full force on that big thing that... We're thinking about. I have another question. So, what's the first thing that you do when you feel like you're starting to ruminate or have a negative thought pattern? What's like the first thing that you do once you are aware of the thought to get yourself out of that energy? And when Mm. is an okay time to sit in that energy for you?
0: Mm, Such a good question. So, I think for a lot of my life, I avoided feeling negative thoughts because you know, the manifestation world, it's like, you have to feel happy all the time to like manifest the thing. And so I'm very, very good at avoiding negativity. I I like, oh, you want to talk about something negative? Bye. <laughs> and so that was my life for a really long time. And actually, it wasn't until like late last year that I started working with this mentor, and she called me right out on it. She's like, why don't you want to feel this? I'm like, well, if I feel that that I won't manifest the money or the business or the Clients that I desire, and she's like, and she just whipped me in the ass. She was like, Marley, if you don't feel it, it doesn't mean it's not there. And so, what my new methodology is, it it, kind of is twofold. So, firstly, like if it's a really charged negative emotion, like let's say I'm really triggered, I really try to like move my body. So, I'll go for a run. Or, like, get in nature or really just, like, ground myself to begin. Especially, like, if you're in conflict with a partner or a friend or whatever it is. Like, I'm definitely not the type of person just to be, like, "Wow!" Ah, like, like, I really yeah. like to center and ground myself first. Mm-hmm. So that is one component of it. But then it's, it's actually always sitting with the feeling. Never, ever am I going to recommend that you don't sit with the feeling. Because you need to mm-hmm. feel the heal. And so all... My favorite method to do this is journaling. So I will sit down. I call them my brain upgrades. So I love that. <laughs> if I, I have like a limiting belief or I have uh, or if I'm triggered or if I'm feeling like a type of way, also like check in. Like, did you meditate this morning? Have you eaten properly? How, did you sleep last night? Like sometimes it's just like our body, you're just being human. You know, it's like, you're yeah. having a shitty day. Just get yeah. a better night's sleep. Do a little workout like. That can also help. But if it's something that's deep and you're noticing it, I like sitting with the belief and being and just like writing it down like, okay, what is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to show me? And like really sit with it and be like, and like invite it in, (sighs) feel it. And that's how you transmute it. You do not transmute the thing by running away from it or avoiding it because then it just gets bigger. I kind of like describing this like Mario, like. You know, there's that one thing in Mario. I don't know if you know this, but there's like this ghost. And if you run away from it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you look at it, it goes small. Yeah. And so it's like that's these like quote unquote like demons or not, I don't even like these like things that we are so scared of looking at. Yeah. But like when you actually look at them, you realize, oh, it's actually just this little thing that's like wanting me to take action on like just taking some more rest or just like noticing this part of yourself. It's just a part of you, it's not you. It's a part of you and like sitting with that part and being like, okay, part, like what, what are you asking me to do? What are you calling me to do? Do you need, uh, do you need to call a friend? Do you need to write someone a letter? Do you like your intuition will tell you your subconscious mind will Mm -hmm. tell you. And then, obviously, I love using like tools like rapid resolution therapy, hypnosis, things like that. If it's a really, if it's a, it's a deep belief that I'm looking to heal, then I'll clear it. But it's really important to note that, like, and I really want to share this message of like, the more you avoid something, the more it's going to control your life. So yeah. you might as well just look at it and clear it to make space for what you actually want to come in. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. That's amazing. I feel like I'm the type of person who would also not want to acknowledge the negative thought patterns, because if I wrote it down, then it's real. And I had to confront Mm. it. And Mm -hmm. I never wanted to journal about negative things because I felt like I was solidifying it. But Mm -hmm. this all comes from, you know, the toxic positivity that sometimes the manifestation society and like culture breeds, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I actually did the work on journaling and going through the toxic thought patterns. And I like that You said to invite the feeling in. I feel like sometimes I still struggle with negative thought patterns and I get all freaked out you know, like yesterday was like the Lionsgate portal. And there's all this pressure for big manifestations and abundance. I was like, I feel like shit today. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't want to manifest this. And it kind of like freaked me out a little bit. And it's something that I do need to sit with and journal on and really invite it in because it is your intuition guiding you that there is something else you need to work on and to pay attention to that. But I want to keep going. So you've Completed the certification for RRT and you're mm-hmm. very passionate about it. For anyone that doesn't know what RRT is, can you explain it to them and what it is, what it does, and who it helps?
0: Yes. Yeah, so RRT is rapid resolution therapy. It's essentially a healing modality that speaks to your subconscious mind that removes trauma from your brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I don't it's such a magical it's I mean, I feel like since you've heard my story, I, I am literally a like healing guinea pig. I will try it all. I've tried Reiki, I've tried talk therapy, I've tried, you know, all like I don't know why I can't think of hypno hypnosis, EFT. Like I've tried all the things, I mean not all of them, but like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And nothing has made such transformation in my life like rapid rapid resolution therapy. And what it does is it literally so when a traumatic experience happens to you, and I don't mean capital T trauma, it could literally be like in the classroom, you raise your hand and then your teacher was like, that's a stupid answer. And then that that experience creates a significant moment in your life and your brain associates That as trauma, and then create a response pattern from it. So then your brain goes, Oh, noted when I speak out loud or when I put myself out there, it is not reciprocated, aka, I'm just going to stay small forever. And it's like our brain wants us to keep us safe. That's what our subconscious mind is here for. Mm -hmm. And so there's this experience that you've experienced that is not actually truth, it's not actually like there to keep you small but your brain is tripwiring it and it's like running it's a glitch it's a small glitch mm-hmm. and so when you started when my clients like start businesses or put, want to put the mouse out self out there and they're completely frozen and they think that they're lazy and they think that they're not good and they they're like why can't i do this and they get frustrated with themselves they don't understand that there was like an experience in their past that has that's actually blocking them from making the next move so we use things like rapid resolution therapy subconscious reprogramming so we clear the block so that it doesn't it's just gone it's not that it's smaller it's not that it's, it, it clears it forever so that it is no longer impacting you impacting you know, your mentality and your mindset so that you can live and be clear and free from any and all trauma, traumatic experience that happened to you.
1: I love that. I actually want to get certified in RRT and totally inspired by your story and the success that I've heard from so many people with RRT. And I feel like it's an amazing healing modality to incorporate into my business. And honestly, I'm so happy that you started offering RRTs because I'm going to sign up right away. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask, what's the most like woo-woo practice that you've done that has had a major impact in your success that you may haven't shared? Like I'm really big into manifestation spirituality. I know you are too. Is there anything that's like maybe that you haven't shared because you're a bit shy? Cause it's really woo-woo, like, you know, blowing cinnamon t- into your house on like a full moon mm-hmm. or like Something fun. Like, I know you chant with Lakshmi, but is there anything outside of that that's really
0: transformed
1: you? Oh, I love this question.
0: I was actually going to say the chanting to Lakshmi because I'm like, I don't even tell... I don't really tell people about that because I think they're like, oh, what the hell? Um, Let me share that one because I think that's mm-hmm. probably, like, the most. So, and it's actually a really cool story. So, what... So, I also do this healing modality called srt therapy which is like spiritual response therapy oh and she we were talking about money we we're doing money a session money and she was like lakshmi is coming through and wants to work with you and i was like i have no idea what that means but like cool and then a week later it's just so funny how the universe works my coach <gasps> at the time brought up lakshmi and i was like what is lakshmi like um this just came up through like a healing like what is i don't even know what this means i don't know how to work with it well, like what is this? So yeah, Lakshmi is the goddess of abundance. And my coach explained to me the story of like when she started chanting with Lakshmi, she had like her biggest month in business. And I was like, Oh my god, this you know me, I love money. So I'm like, Yeah, let's do this. So mm-hmm. she taught me how to chant to her, which is like repeating this mantra 108 times, and you do it every single morning and every single evening. And so I got like a mala necklace, I bought the book. I like, I was like, okay, let's do this. And my boyfriend at the time, I would be like going to bed. He'd be like, Okay, let's go to bed. I'm like, Oh, I'm Sri Maha, Lakshmiya's or well. I'm Sri Maha. He's like you're insane. <laughs> and I was like, like, I'm like, I'll try anything, let's do this. And then, you know, my business was doing well at the time. Like, we were doing great. And then for 21 days, I trained to Lakshmi. And at the very last day, I had my first six-figure launch in business. Wow. And I'm like. I don't give a shit if people think that's woo-woo. I'm like, I'm trained to that. I'm trained to her every single day. Like
1: <laughs> Do you you still train to her? That?
0: Yeah. Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, I shouldn't say like now. I'm not perfect, but I would say yeah. like at least six out of the
1: seven days of the week. Oh wow. I was This is part of my routine. routine. I was listening to a podcast and one of your um Clients had given you a Lakshmi necklace. Do you still have it? I
0: do somewhere, but I just so what I've done is I've like voice record. Well, you have access to it in Freedom Club, but I literally Mm -hmm. voice. So this is my this is my routine. Okay, so I wake up, do my meditation, do my journaling, and then I'll put on my Lakshmi mantra like on my phone, and I'll play it out loud while I wash on my face.
1: (laughs) Oh wait, I love that.
0: I want to tell you about something so deeply exciting. I want to tell you about the higher self method. This is my 12-week course that I have created to help you clear any limiting beliefs, release any trauma, release any programming that is currently creating a life that you do not desire. A financial reality that you don't desire, a relationship that's not in alignment, a career that's making you feel unfulfilled, and an overall feeling of unsatisfaction. The higher self method is literally the solution to you clearing any of those old living beliefs, those old realities that you can make room and attract a life beyond your wildest dreams. In this program, you are going to learn and become aware of how your brain works, how The universe is working in your favor so you can start creating a fuck yes life for yourself. So you can start feeling happy and fulfilled every day, attracting the friendships, the relationships, the money, the resources to make you feel like you're living, to live the life that you truly, truly desire. We use subconscious reprogramming to get to any root cause beliefs that are blocking your dream reality. This is the method that I have used to manifest everything in my life. Happiness, fulfillment, relationships, love, friendships, career, money, everything. Going from literally rock bottom, $30,000 in debt, hating myself, hating my life, hating pretty much every single facet of my reality to now living a life that I truly couldn't even have made up. Couldn't even have thought it could get this good. And so the reason I've created this program is so that you too can live the life that you're meant to live. Fulfill your dreams, fulfill your destiny so that nothing feels impossible anymore. Everyone, everything and anything feels like a possibility for yourself. So if you feel like you've tried everything, if you're an entrepreneur and you've tried everything but still can't make the money that you desire... If you're, you know, in your life and you've tried everything in your relationship to attract the dream relationships, you feel like you've tried everything, but still nothing is working. There is something that you haven't yet figured out yet that is blocking your manifestations and higher self method is how to get there. We will get to the root cause of what is blocking what you're calling in in every area of your life so that in six months time, you're going to look back and be like, I don't even recognize this person and your life is going to be a complete manifestation of everything you've actually desired your whole entire life. So I don't say this lightly, but Higher Self Method is truly the best thing I've ever created. And it's going to change your life. like It's changed mine and so many other students. The success stories are insane. We had a client who was constantly earning five dollars to $10,000 a month and now just hit her first $20,000 a month client that's just got engaged this month, clients that are literally feeling better than they've ever felt before, and this can be you. So join our beautiful community of like-minded individuals who too want to become their higher self. The link is below and I can't wait to see you there. It's like a very much a like I it's a dual I'm multitasking but I Mm -hmm. live for it because I'm I'm so like, I can't really sit still. So if I'm like sitting there chanting <laughs> to wash me, I get bored. Because it takes like five minutes. So I wash yeah. on my face, I ice roll. And that's like, because I do that anyway. So then I just combine the two and I'm like, so that's my routine. And like, I can stick to that pretty well. I
1: love that. So for those of, the The audience that's listening that feels stuck with money or like they can manifest money really well, but they can't keep it and that they're always finding their bank account going down to the same number. Um, what's your advice for getting out of that rut and how to be a safe container for your finances to come in and to attract more, I guess.
0: So all that is is that you need to reset your financial thermostat. So, your financial thermostat is the amount of money that you feel comfortable holding and receiving. Mm-hmm. It's what your subconscious believes that you are worthy of. It's what you feel comfortable with. And so like the perfect example is like when lottery winners win the lottery and then a year later they have n- none of it. What happens is that their financial thermostat is set to a certain amount. So even when they make a ton, it has to come back because yeah. if they don't change their financial thermostat... It always comes back to what your comfort zone is. So how we do that is through rewiring and changing what you believe that you're deserving of. So you will always receive what you believe you're deserving of. Mm -hmm. And so we use tools like rapid resolution therapy, hypnosis, you know, even journaling affirmations to change your financial comfort zone. And so for me, like I mentioned, like my business used to make $300 a month. So it's, like, it is 100% possible to change it. But if you're not aware of it, like, awareness is the first step. If you're, like, you might be listening to this and be, like, that's why Mm -hmm. I always earn and then it always goes back. Like, if you're not aware of it, you're just, like, oh, you might label yourself as not good with money or you just can't hold on to money or whatever it may be that might be your story. But if that's your belief, that's your reality. And so when you become aware of it and you learn how to rewire your mindset, how to change your belief system, how to change your subconscious mind, you then change your financial thermostat, which means then you feel comfortable holding on to more money and more money and more money and receiving more money. So it really like simply all comes down to changing your belief system, changing Mm -hmm. what you believe that you're worthy of. And we use tools like, like I said, rapid resolution therapy, hypnosis, so that you feel safe, so that your brain feels safe, holding on to more, receiving more. Because if your brain doesn't feel safe, your brain avoids danger Mm -hmm. and runs towards pleasure. And your brain doesn't know like positive or negative. It can't associate money. Like it's not like, oh, money is dangerous. It's just like in the past, maybe you saw your parents fighting about money and your brain goes, oh, money is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So so that it's all in your subconscious. Remember, this is subconscious, not conscious. And so really becoming aware of like what's in the belief and then using that as empowerment to clear, heal and
1: rewire so that you are a safe steward for money. Have you been tested? Let's say you want to just make six figures a year. Like, have you been tested through each... Upleveling of your financial thermostat, like when you want to make six figures a year and then you want to make six figures a month, like what does that process look like? Is it the same process of just challenging whatever beliefs are keeping you at the six figure a year? Does that make sense? Yes.
0: So let's say the next level is hitting six figures. Okay. Yeah. Ask yourself, like, what are the beliefs that I can't make six figures? Mm-hmm. And then whatever comes after because those are your beliefs that are stopping you from making it. Okay, the, that's what you change. So if you say, oh, because I believe if I make six figures, then I'm going to have, um, I'm not going to be able to handle that money. So then you take that belief. And like, this is what we teach in the higher self method of how to rewire those beliefs. So you take that through, let's like, say, let's say my higher self method program. And then at the end of that, and the end of the method, you'll, you won't believe that anymore. And so that no longer has impact over you. So mm-hmm. I want you to think of your beliefs as like, Let's think about we're watching like a projector. We're watching a movie, right? And there's a movie theater. So there's like this projector and the the, the tape in the movie is your beliefs. So mm-hmm. whatever you believe is what you see on the movie. Mm-hmm. And so in order to change your reality, you have to change your beliefs. So we have to go back to the beliefs. And when you start to change your beliefs, that's when you change what you see. And so that's the formula. It's nothing other than that. And mm-hmm. so when you start to change your beliefs and then you get to the root cause of what is stopping you from making the six figures, there's nothing that can stop you energetically. You're a match for it. So it comes in. There's a lot of attraction. It's a lot of vibrations, It's a lot of space. Like it's a lot of the universe. You can't fault it. It's actually crazy because it does really it can happen overnight.
1: Yeah. I feel like sometimes I put pressure on myself for this to like only take one time. Have you had beliefs that you've had to clear Multiple times in order to see a result? Like, what's the longest it's taken, I guess, for you? I know it's all going to be super individual based on the belief in the person, but have you had to like really work through something for like months where you're like, oh my gosh, when's it going to leave? Or 100%.
0: So I feel like, okay, I'll just be like completely vulnerable and give an example here. Like, my fear of abandonment is. Deep that is like a deep wound, mm-hmm. and so I feel like in every experience, and every I want to call like test, I will like I've done so much healing on it, and still, and experiences, I will like in dating and stuff, I'll feel it come up. I'm like, are you freaking serious? So it's like I've I feel like it's like a huge tree. I started chipping away at chipping away, at it, and it's like, and then it's fucking has roots. It's like, oh my god. But I feel like there's something I still need to learn from it or else it would already be cleared. So I feel like it's almost like a soul lesson for me. It's not just like a belief. It's like a soul lesson. But if there's like beliefs, if you're not clearing it, it just means you're not getting to the root cause of it enough. Mm -hmm. But I think we're all here and we have these like missions in our life. And so I feel like one of my biggest missions is like to heal the like lineage of my family from like abandonment (laughs) and so it's like I've, i've done so much healing But I am like in the happiest, healthiest relationship and it can still pop up. So it's like, okay, there's something still here to clear, if that makes sense.
1: Can RRT help clear those soul lessons? I believe as well that, you know, there's certain lessons we come on earth to learn and to experience and some of them can take a really long time. Does RRT Mm -hmm. or multiple sessions of RRT help clear soul lessons or is it mostly targeted towards trauma, um, limiting beliefs, blocks? Like what would you suggest?
0: Okay. Firstly, I don't know the right answer, but I'm gonna tell you what I think. Okay. I think that RRT is very much on a psychology level in mm-hmm. terms of like is healing trauma. It's healing things that you can see in sense of like limiting beliefs, and then on the physical plane, I feel like RRT heal, Like we're gonna get woo here. I think RRT feel, heals on the physical plane. Whereas, and I, and John doesn't like really believe in past life regression and things like that. Like he he makes fun of it. It's really funny where I do believe in that. Yeah. And so I, I believe that RT, I mean, John might disagree and, and people could feel free to disagree, but I don't think that RT can fully heal a soul wound because I think you heal a soul wound through your actions and through like, don't get me wrong, I think it can extremely help, but I feel like soul wounds are like passing levels in a video game. It's like you have to personally pass the lesson on your own. RRT is like the tool in your toolkit. It's like like the thing in your backpack that's Mm going to help get you there, but I don't think it's going to be a thing that gets you to the... I think you personally have to... Through changing your beliefs, changing your thought processes, which ROT can do, then when you have that experience where like someone comes to you and then they trigger you and then you say, "Oh, that didn't even trigger me," and then you ever just goes, "Oh shit, she passed the lesson." Like that's, I think, how you heal soul wounds, and it happens through you taking action and healing your beliefs, so that when things happen, you pass the test, and I think that's how you heal soul wounds, or like or what manifests in your life mm-hmm. like for example if you have if your lineage has had experience with like toxic relationships and then you heal and heal and heal and manifest a securely attached beautiful supportive beyond your wildest dreams partner like you pass the test you know what i mean yeah And rt will get you there but you physically have to do the work to get there did that make sense
1: yes i love that explanation yeah. I have another question. So obviously in all of this up leveling, you're going through so many changes and you kind of rebirth a new person. I want you to talk about how that's affected your friendships, how you have decided to let go of friendships and then calling in those friendships that are in alignment with people who love and support you and kind of are on the same wavelength as you. So
0: it's been a very interesting journey. And I think it's actually something that not a lot of people talk about, but it is quite hard. It's one of the harder things mm-hmm. about growth and about change is outgrowing the people that you love. Yeah. And what has really served me is that I, in my life in every area, like if it's clothing, if it's a business, if it's a food like if it does not feel in alignment i will let it go because i know that if i'm holding on to like a different frequency than i am it's not going to serve me and so with friendship it's different because it's human and it's connection and it's like i never just like ghost people or let people go but if i do notice that it is a it's out of alignment in terms of we we desire different things we talk about different things now and it's not how it used to be because i'm different are they different it's just a point of like maybe distancing and making space for the aligned friendship and it's like manifesting anything i'll set an intention mm-hmm. to attract aligned you know it's actually what i'm in current manifestation of is like Attracting more aligned friendships who are on a similar frequency. Yeah. Because I just know that, like, when you call in those people who are in alignment with you, who motivate you, who inspire you, who meet you where you're at, like, that is like one of the most potent things that you can have. Like, that's very special. Yes. And I'm not willing to settle in any area of my life. And so, and again, I don't want this to sound bad because, like, of course, I love all my friends, but It's just like, sometimes things, people change and that's okay. And I think a lot of us try to hold on to something because we've been friends for 10 years or whatever it is. But it's like, if the friendship isn't serving you anymore, it's time to let it go. Because I would way rather invest my, like time is finite. I would way rather invest my time in a friendship or partnership that is a full fuck yes, then spend time in a partnership or friendship where I leave feeling bad. Like that's kind of like my MO. Like if I leave someone I know over time, I'm not feeling good. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the check-in for me where I'm like, I don't know if this is where I want to be investing as much time anymore because life is way too short to not spend time and surround yourself with people who who push you up, who inspire you and who meet you where you're at. And I feel like it was really this year that I really cultivated this, like, and I, it's still in process, of, but, like, in manifesting people in my life who I don't have to dull myself around, mm-hmm. who, I was just saying this to someone the other day, I was like, I love us because I don't have to dull myself around you. I can be fully me, and you can be fully you, and we match each other's energy, and that makes us both better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary because you know how much energy I have, and so it's like, when I meet and match, it's like, <laughs> fuck like a black hole just happened but it's like it's so magical and it's so special Mm -hmm. and it's like those are the type of people that I want to spend my time with Mm -hmm. and you know we're busy people we have a lot going on so it's like I'm not going to and again I don't settle in any area so if I'm going to spend time with you it's because it it really matters to me and and it enriches me and that's just what has really served me it's definitely like a recovering people pleaser it wasn't an easy you know thing to do because it's hard to make people potentially disappoint people or you're scared how people are going to think about you but again I just one of those things that you kind of have to get over because that mindset doesn't serve you
1: I love that talking about like inspiring friendships what else inspires you every day and like keeps you going like if you feel like you're in kind of a rut besides journaling besides meditating is there anyone that you play any music type of Any music type that you play, some like a podcast you listen to, Mm -hmm. like a friend you call, or is it kind of going within? I guess what inspires you when you're kind of feeling uninspired?
0: Going for a run. I feel like just clearing my head, like getting out of my head, getting out of my body, like dancing, just like, yeah, running, playing tennis, going surfing, like just really getting in nature and like getting out of whatever it is. I work with a mentor who really holds me accountable to my mission. And I think, I think just reconnecting to my why of like why I'm here, who I'm here to serve and making it not about me, like who I'm here to serve, because Mm -hmm. that really inspires me and just, and really being daily connected to like what my goals are. Like I have really big goals and I've, and they really excite me. And so if I'm thinking about like every morning I'm visualizing my future, I'm visualizing and that like lights a huge fire under my ass. I think when I'm disconnected is when I'm not connected to my goals and like what's next, what am I working towards? Like what is that thing that's going to get me out of bed every day and get like, that's really like my mission, my goals, my, my clients really inspire me and just, I have this very large fear of not fulfilling my potential, and I think whenever I think about that, I'm like, oh my god, okay, I need to like. It's like, I mean, I just listed off a ton of things there, so I hope it wasn't confusing. But I think I at the that. end of the day, and and honestly, my environment, like being in Cape Town, is so peaceful for me, and it's so like we call it like Mama Cape Town. I feel like she just like holds you, and she's like, everything's gonna be okay. And then I think just like on my morning walks and being in a place that I really, really love it, it, that also really inspires me. And and also being around inspirational people. Um, You know, some people I've met here are like doing really amazing things. And I, I I get really inspired by seeing what other people are doing. I'm like, holy shit, like they're doing this. I'm like, OK, get to work, baby. Like I, I have a little bit competitive, <laughs> but it's like mm-hmm. it. I love hearing other people's success. That
1: really inspires me as well. What advice would you give to the audience where they're not living in a city that's totally inspiring, but they kind of have to be in the city because their work is there or their partner who has to work is there or their community is there or they're just not totally inspired, but they're not able to make a move at the time or they're unsure of where to go?
0: I feel like you can always find inspiration wherever you go. So mm-hmm. it's like find those places in your city that give you that inspiration. So maybe it's like a park bench. Maybe it's near the water to walk near the water. Maybe it's a certain cafe that looks like Bali, like, source out inspiration source it out go go to the fucking bougiest hotel in your city and like sit in the lobby go to the airport like i don't know like just (laughs) find somewhere that inspires you and spend time there um or like i love watch like when i like i told you i would i would search pinterest i would look at bali and like i watch youtube videos and i would get in the energy of the place because You know, everything is energy. So if you're watching it, that also can inspire you. Like you're still in the energy of it. And so it's like, I think just get creative and don't feel like, oh, you know, like for example, like last year I was living in Toronto for a couple months and I don't like God bless to Toronto, but it didn't inspire me. And so I would like, like you went to other ship and I would like walk in the park and I would just it would, it would actually inspire me to work harder to leave. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it just depends how you phrase it and and like in and which way you look at it. But I really think there is inspiration
1: everywhere. You just have to find it. In what way was your intuition guiding you towards Cape Town? Because you've lived in Australia, you've had a villa in Bali. Like, how did you know that Cape Town was like the next step? And how was it kind of put on your radar? So when
0: I was living in Bali... It's actually funny you ask me this because I've caught this question. I'm not kidding, like ten times this week. It's so interesting. Really? So, yeah. So someone needs to. I don't know. Someone needs to hear it. The <laughs> <Yeah>. to <know.
1: laughs>
0: so I was living in Bali, and everyone's staff would come up to me and be like, "You must go to Cape Town. You must go to Cape Town." And I feel like once you hear something three times, I'm like, "Okay, this has my attention now." But it'd be like random people that I don't even know would be like. You have to go to Cape Town. Like, for example, someone came to look at, to rent my villa and was like, oh, you should go to Cape Town. And I'm like, what? And then I would be at a party and I'd meet someone. They'd be like, oh, you should go to Cape Town. I'm like, okay, this is so weird. Yeah. And so, and then I I work with this psychic and I asked her, but I'm like, "What the, what's going on with Cape Town? She's like, oh, I don't know what's in Cape Town for you, but it is phenomenal. Like, you must go, She's like, you have to go to Cape Town. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I don't know. Africa that never was really on my radar. Like it, I was like, I don't know. I was just, it was not something I ever thought about. Just, I don't know. I'm from a really small town in Canada. It just felt so exotic. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And and so, but anyways, I love to travel and like it just, I was like, yeah, I didn't even really look it up. I was like, okay, I'm going. And then it wasn't aligning and I was trying to move here with my friend and a lot of people would always be like, it's so dangerous, it's so dangerous. Like, don't go and so but then it was just weird i was i was at the beginning of the year i was in mexico and my best friend called me and she was going to cape town and and we hadn't connect connected just for like a couple of weeks or something something like i i had moved to mexico and i said i'm not going to cape town mexico feels right right now She's like, okay i'm going to cape town i'm like okay cool i don't want to go to cape town yet and because at the time i was actually in a relationship and um and then she called me at the end of january i was like marley I can't find a place in Cape Town. Like nothing's working. And I was like, oh my God, well then just come to Mexico. And then she was like, but what if you came to Cape Town? And I was like, dude, I'm not flying from Mexico to Cape Town. That's going to be such a long flight. It's like, it's going to be hectic. I'm not doing it. And then I was like, just for fun, I'm just going to look up the flights. And it was like, it was freaking $500 to fly from Mexico to Cape Town. It was, like, the perfect flight. It was, like, one layover in Turkey, which was, like, 18 hours, which was awesome because I'm, like, cool that I can, like, travel. I could check out Turkey. And it's, like, boom. I bought it immediately. And I was, like, I'm going to Cape Town. And then I can't really explain to you how, like, special Cape Town has been on so many levels that, like, Cape Town is now my home. Like, I've made Cape Town my home it's my forever home. It's like where I'm going to be for the like, this is now my home. And I didn't have a home before that. And I've been my whole life for 29 years looking for a home. And so like, when I came to Cape Town, I just knew it was home. And like, every day, I will, there's not a day that goes by that I don't just say how much I love it here and how special it is. And it's really been one of the best things that's ever happened to me is finding Cape Town.
1: That's so beautiful and so inspiring for those of us who haven't quite found their homes yet that it's out there and that you were just guided to it. So naturally from other people and when it was your time to go, it was your time. I yeah, love Yeah, trust that. that you'll be guided to it. Have the intention to find it and it will find you. I love that. I have one more question before we wrap up. What's your number one tip for attracting clients when you're first starting out and what energetic practices have helped you attract in those clients if you you know you're starting your instagram and you really only have like 50 followers and like Mm -hmm. you're starting your podcast and it hasn't hit the reach yet i know staying consistent is so important but are there any energetic practices besides like visualizing that have helped you
0: it's really important to not focus on the numbers and focus on giving i think a lot of us start and then we give like twice and then expect to receive Mm -hmm. give without the expectation to receive and you will never worry about receiving that's beautiful so share value share tips give 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 and then ask and the longer you wait for the ask the longer you will get the more you will get sorry Mm -hmm. and so my mantra with with my business is i will give freely like i give freely i don't even hold back ever ever from providing value providing content supporting my clients above and beyond and the most successful people that I look up to as well have that mantra as well they give freely they and they receive openly so don't worry about the numbers
1: pardon sorry can you share who you look up to like who really inspires you that like so many
0: so like I would say my biggest people at this current moment in time are Wayne Dyer gabrielle bernstein like alex formosey honestly tony robbins just like people like that like household names that have made a massive impact on people's lives and the world just by like if you if you listen to tony robbins like his whole ethos is just give and there's like a universal law like the more you give the more you receive and so it's the law of reciprocity. so it's like I I really apply that to my business. It's like, and I think a lot of people hold back from sharing and giving value and that's what prevents them from getting clients.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. We're coming to an end for our call and I want you to tell my audience where they can find you, pimp yourself out, share your podcast or Instagram website, whatever you want.
0: Oh my God. thank you steph you are incredible i know this is your first interview but you did such a good job i'm so proud of i was you. so nervous <laughs> no you're amazing thank you so much you're a natural um so you can find me at the money mindset manifestation podcast we talk about all of the things um money mindset business manifestation and um you can find me everywhere at marley rose harris And there's two ways to work with me. If you're designed to build an online business that gives you time, location, financial freedom, that is the Freedom Club program that Steph is in. And then if you're looking to clear any limiting beliefs to create a life beyond your wildest dreams, love, career, finance, money, that is the higher self method, which teaches you how to clear limiting beliefs to create a life of freedom as well um, in your mind. So yeah, those are kind of like, the top ways to work with me, but definitely the podcast, a bunch of free resources there.
1: Amazing. I really, I'm so grateful I found you on one of my drives in April and I had never invested with anyone before. I'd never spent a dime on a course. I've been, you know, listening to podcasts for years. I've heard of tons of people's courses. And as soon as I heard you and what you're about, I was like, I need to know more and you've helped me step into my highest self you've helped me get into alignment again you helped me when i was feeling so lost and confused and stuck and you have such a powerful impact on people and i'm so grateful for your message and for your time and for everything that you're doing for everyone right now because you are such a giver and a true light in the world so thank you marley i would not be where i am without you today and Thank you for being on my podcast. I really appreciate your time.
0: I'm going to cry. You're so (laughs) sweet. I just want to mirror back to you of like you putting the work, committing to yourself every day, you showing up for yourself is not easy. And I've watched you do it. And I'm just so proud of you. And I could just not be more happy to be on this journey with you. And it's just such an honor. And I'm equally, if not more grateful. So thank you so much. Thank you,
1: Marley. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your night.
0: Okay, bye, guys. All right, bye. Hey, hey, hey. Before you go, would you love a free money hypnosis? You guys, this is what I listen to every single night to rewire my subconscious mind so I can manifest the money that I desire. It is absolutely game-changing if you've heard me talk anything about subconscious mind and anything along the realms of healing your subconscious mind to help align you and attract money into your life, hypnotherapy is the way. It actually heals and rewires your subconscious mind to make it believe and truly allow it to believe that you deserve the money that you desire. So if you want this free money hypnosis, all you have to do is leave us a review, you know, honest review, how you're feeling about the show take a screenshot right away and then send it to hello at marleyrose.ca and we will send you this free hypnosis. You guys, it's going to be absolutely game-changing. It's how all my clients have manifested all of their massive goals in their business and in their life. Okay, thanks so much, you guys. I hope it's a great tool for you to use and manifesting all the mind that you desire. Lots of love.